Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, just before we get started, this is a conspiracy, paranormal, and true crime podcast. The nature of this podcast is gory, unsettling, and definitely vulgar. And we curse a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So be advised. So we're just two idiots with a mic. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. And this is episode 104. 104. Ooh. I really like the number 104. I was just about to say that. You literally took the words right out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, I really like that number. It just, it's, it's cute. It's like it's pleasing. It's pleasing. It's just like, it's really cute. Maybe it's because we were 204. So anything that's exactly that's what it right. is. Yeah, that's what it is. That is it. We're like, I wonder why. I was we about love to. Say, I literally was about to say that, and yeah. then you took the words right out of my fucking mouth. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, two hundred four. That was our apartment number when we lived together. Yeah, it was so cute. In there. It was. It was, and it was like two hundred four, like perfect. It was just like the two hundred four vibe. Just, you know, just like. The and this is the one hundred four vibe. And this is the one hundred four vibe. And you're gonna get a true college fashion of Morgan and Taylor <laughs> kicking back and taking a break. Yeah, <laughs> we are chilling. So everything's gonna be a little bit different for the next two weeks. But you're still getting episodes, and might I say they're like pretty fucking iconic. Yeah, they um absolutely chaotic but they are iconic <laughs> yes absolutely because we're taking a little bit of a break not yet currently we are in hell week hell week hell weeks actually yeah hell month yeah and you're going to be getting episodes from us but they're actually going to be patreon episodes yeah so sorry patreon sorry patreon we will reimburse you yeah don't worry you've got some pretty iconic and when I say pretty, I mean like pretty much like the most iconic shit you've ever heard of in your life. Period. Coming your way. Um, and also there's going to be some audio quality differences. Yeah, because this episode that we're releasing was recorded back in what? February? February. It's an older episode, which means we had different mics and um, different editing software. Different editing software. Yeah, these are like the old, 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 old mics. Old, old. Yeah. So good luck. Like the OGs. So but good we, luck. Fi- we fixed them. Not like episode one quality, like way better than episode one quality. Yeah, we've done our best to fix it, but it's like content that you guys needed to hear. Yeah, it's really good. And give you a little glimpse. Yeah, give you a little glimpse into Patreon life, and maybe you'll be more inclined to come hang out with us there. It's so we're taking out the Patreon intro because Patreon intro is literally what Patreon is for. Yeah. So you can't have that. Sorry. Yeah, so yeah. we've taken out the intro. Um, the rest of the episode, there, there'll probably be some parts here yeah. and there that will be a little different. But um, yeah, the for- only thing that we're going to be taking out mainly is like inside jokes with the OG pick me's. Yeah. Yeah. The OG pick me's. Duh. 
you know the pick me call yeah so um we've got a lot of crazy changes coming for you and we're so fucking excited and we've worked really really hard we have we, been playing um yeah. chip and joanna yes um we've been playing bob the builder yes we have we currently have a show on HGTV. Yeah, we've been playing freaking um, computer coders. Um, we've been playing yeah. um, literally producers. Like everything that you could think of. Movie stars. Graphic designers. Movie stars. Movie st- no, directors. 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 <laughs> writers. Screenwriters. Yeah, so if you're picking up what we're putting down, then you'll you'll get what's going on. You're next. like next probably month. like so excited. Well, it's really only two weeks from now. Yeah, I know. And two episodes from now. You will be getting our October 1st, first episode of season three. Yeah. So our creepy account is usually released on the 5th, but mm-hmm. for season three, we yep. needed to release something on the 1st. Therefore, you're going to get one of the best. One of the best. Creepy. If no, It is the best. Well, I wouldn't say that. I, th- I think Patreon would say that the ultimate creepy account is the best. That's true. But you guys will have to listen to that on there. Yeah. Mm. But um, <laughs> this is... One of the best, the best public Patreon, or good God, public, are we okay? Public creepy account, yes, that we have released. Yes, it's a good one. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be on YouTube. We're going to have, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. You're not even ready for what we have in store for you. And it hasn't gotten emotional yet. Yeah. It did a little bit today when we were wanting to pull our hair out. Wanting to pull our hair out, but also when we were organizing and going through everything from season one and season two, preparing for season three. And it was just Yeah, like, guys, let me tell you something. Yeah. I organized this box. I'm not telling you what was in it, but I organized this box and I had it like so like fittingly perfect. Like mm-hmm. it was like just like it was the, perfect. It was perfect and it was gonna go in the closet. And I f- had forgotten to put a piece in there. So I ran back and Taylor had ruined my freaking box. I didn't think with, she was going to come back to with it. With papers everywhere. I'm like, you bitch. She's like, I don't think you go back and see it. I need to be mad. I had to put all of our files somewhere. So I put it in that box. Yeah. We yeah, need so, to get a filing cabinet. Yeah, we need a filing cabinet. But honestly, God, we just don't have space for it. No. No, there's no way. I, first off, I don't even want to make space for it. No, because they're ugly. No, they're so so we should create a line mm. of cute aesthetic oh, filing cabinets. Thinking, speaking about like cute aesthetic, the fucking merch. Oh my Guys, god! Guys, the merch that we have been literally birthing. Everything that you requested, all the vibes will be there. Will be there. All the quotes, all the vibes, all the pics. Like, I mean, I dare to say that it is better than the season two merch oh a dare it it is. it is it is that's a promise and that is a swear <laughs> that, that is, is a, swear. a hand on the bible that is a bible 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 and you know i just like so hate it for you guys like you're just you know we're time travelers we are currently in season three and, and you guys just aren't with us you're yet. just not here yet and you may not be because according to tiktok um this saturday is <sighs> the end of the world hate to be a fear monger but i do need to tell you guys oh yeah by the way it's wednesday it's literally like a few hours before this needs to go i out. don't know if anyone else is on september 24th tiktok but i am and yeah. i'm fucking scared i have um emergency backpacks in my amazon cart just waiting for the okay on aaron to check that out um I'm getting a full tank of gas after this recording. I'm going to buy canned food. Like, I'm actually terrified. So yeah, anyway, go, she is. Go pop into that if you want to check out some creepy ass shit. No, really, though. The shit that you, we should put it on Patreon. 
Oh, yeah. So that way they can go through and watch it. Or even, like, just the Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So everybody can see it. But the shit is crazy. Yeah. No, Morgan's texting me at 2 in the morning. I couldn't okay? sleep last night. She And I'm up because I'm dealing with some shit, working on some shit. And I'm like, thank God you're up. And I'm like, why are you up? And then she's like, the world is going to end on Saturday. I can't There's going to be a worldwide blackout. And it's going to be the purge. And I'm like... Uh, Okay, that was nowhere near where I was. I, <laughs> I'm like, a, I just thought you wanted to chat. I thought you wanted to chat because I'm in a bad place from the story that I'm researching for season three. Yeah. No, when I tell y'all we are in season three, we're in it. Yeah, we're just recording these intros and then that's it. We're done. Boom. Yeah. Anyways, I you know, we've had a really great week. We It's um, been hard like mentally, but we've been so productive like, I yeah. think this is the most productive we have ever been. I know, but thank God it fell on a week that I had off two days. Oh, the it, week. it couldn't have worked out better. It could not yeah. have worked out better. Yeah. And we've gotten like a little bit of this, like a, because uh, like the weddings for right now are paused. Are paused. Well, at least for like, you know, two weeks. You mean seven days? <laughs> I know. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Weddings are draining. No, and I love weddings. I, I know they are fun when you're in the moment. They're so fun. Like free drinks, good dancing. You don't. You're not at a bar dancing. Good vibes. Good. good pe- times. You love the people you're around. Yeah. You know, but it takes a mental toll. It's it takes pre- me. It's a preparation. It's the prep, and it takes me a whole like week and a half to recover. Well, yeah, because like you know, we just don't go out anymore no hardly ever ever i mean i can't remember the last time we went out that wasn't for a wedding and i was really thinking we should go to the bar for the florida game this saturday but then i was like also one end of the world and then two like we're gonna need to do shit do you know what i mean like there's just no there's no way no logan was like can i have some buddies over buddies aaron can i have aaron over to watch a game i was like i mean yeah but me and morgan you have to shut the fuck up because if he's over here then Morgan's going to be over here. I said, you can bring Ollie. I don't care. But we're going to be in here. Recording. Recording. Something. We're, or designing yeah. something. Or renovating something. Yeah. No, literally. Sure. HT. HGTV. <laughs> no, you can't speak today. I can't You speak. can't speak. You can't type. No, I can't type. <laughs> I, maybe I'm having a stroke. Maybe. Oh, no. it's Maybe it's my maybe it's my new diagnosis. Oh, it's probably your new WebMD diagnosis. Yeah, it probably is. No, oh, guys, God, I guys. truly called Morgan in all seriousness. And I gave you medical history background to prove that I was not lying. I know, but you can look up anything and you can go through. I have this symptom. I have this symptom. I have this symptom. But the, you have to admit. I mean, it's a little sus, but I just don't think you do. And why are my records not on my yeah, portal? Yeah, that's, that's weird. Guys, Morgan's all... So we literally go, go to, the, to same the same doctor. doctor. Okay? <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> of course we go to the same doctor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what, what, did you, what were you going to expect? I, I go in there and I'm like, have you seen Morgan lately? Okay, good. Well, this is what's going on with her. And they're, <laughs> they're like, okay, thank you, Taylor. <laughs> And then when she goes to the doctor, I'm like handing her what scripts on what to say. As she's and I'm like, this it. is from Taylor. They're like, yeah, we figured it it's, wasn't from you. We know it's from her. It's got bold red letters on it. Of course, <laughs> it's from Taylor. Anyways, so we like her, we go to the same doctor. Her portal has all of her lab results on it. And I needed her to read one of my lab results from a year ago. And I've gotten like so much blood work since that one time. So much. So much. And I, it's not on there. Yeah, that's nuts. And so I had to make an appointment to go get another checkup. And I'm going to have to say, run all that shit again. 
because it's been a year and I've changed a lot. Yeah. A lot. So I need to know what's going on. We like switch mics for a second because I, I'm convinced that something's wrong with my voice. So l let me know. Like, let us know how our audio, audio sounds in this intro because we really need to know. Um, DM us on Instagram or I might even run a poll for it. Either way, Morgan comes over to try out my mic. Literally sits down in my seat and goes, bleh, bleh, coughs right on my mic. I was like, all right. I, <laughs> just, said, I said, oh, sorry. I just you coughed just... on your mic. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It doesn't Like a three-year-old kid. <laughs> like Mommy, mouth, I just tongue threw out. up. I fruit up. I fruit up on your mic. It was so funny. But literally, I'm not even worried about your coughs. Like, there's, I'm pretty positive that we've, like, mixed blood at some point. Yeah, so I know. It's blood really, sisters. Oh, my God. Blood sisters. <laughs> Ew, that was gross. We don't have anything on us. Should we mix blood? For why? <laughs> I don't know. Megan Fox does it. <laughs> okay, if Megan Fox does it, we're definitely not doing it. You're right. I'm pretty, but you know what? If she looks as good as she does because she mixes Maybe. blood. And drinks. And drinks it. Drinks some blood. And she's like, in that Vogue thing or whatever it was, she was like, it's our variety. We, you know, we don't, we don't like chug each other's blood like but Dracula. like sometimes he'll be like let me chug it and i'm like that's so hot and i'm like <laughs> i'm sorry but like i think that's like not healthy yeah i know but maybe it's a secret i don't know maybe it would help like with it's anemia. Got a lot to do with like illuminati shit i think well like endocrine and all that shit remember when ellen had that big poster in the back mm -hmm. okay guys we'll let you go because i'm gonna have to edit the hell out of this yeah if you're driving throw that shit on cruise control if you got a glass pour that shit up and let's get creepy Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the amount of choices there are out there? Whether you're shopping for cereal or toilet paper, there are so many options. It's hard to know what's best for you. But when it comes to finding skincare products that actually work, it's even more overwhelming. You are so right. I feel like no matter how many TikTok influencers, skincare routines I look at, it is vastly different and I have no idea what's going to be best for my skin, the area that I'm in, and the way that my body handles new products right exactly and then you walk into Ulta or Sephora and they're throwing you different skincare products left and right like the sales representatives are and you're like well what what am I gonna like if it works for you is it gonna work for me everyone's skin's so different it it's is just so overwhelming different it is so overwhelming like we said finding skincare products that actually work for you is really complicated and that's why we're excited to partner with apostrophe the sponsor of this episode apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin through apostrophe you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear your acne simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history then snap a few selfies and a board certified dermatologist will create your first customized skincare treatment plan apostrophe offers access to treatments for all types of acne from hormonal acne to facial acne and even back chest and butt acne they'll treat breakouts from head to toe and don't even get me started on the delivery the unboxing was literally feeling like I got a PR box sent to my front door. Amen. And they even give you these cute little stickers that you can mark like nighttime or mm -hmm. morning, like PM or AM it is on so your cute. bottle of 
prescription. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash creeps and crimes when you use our code creeps and crimes. That's a saving of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash creeps and crimes and click begin visit. And then use our code creeps and crimes at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so before we get into this, I'm going to give you a little bit of a spiel about Disney if you're not a Disney person person, you know what I mean? And we know you guys know what Disney is, right. but we do have a lot of out of um, the country, country listeners, yeah. and we know that you guys probably do know what Disney is, but just in case, we're going to just give a spiel first. Just a little thing, just a quick little thing. So Walt Disney is, he was a cartoon artist. An and animateur, like, animator. Animator, like all Imagineer. the things, like Imagineer, yep. He And he created Mickey Mouse, and he like did cartoons for years, and he like put Mickey Mouse in like you know, newspapers. And then he had all these ideas. He had these brothers and they all did the same thing. They were artists and architects and all the things. And they decided to make the Disney company and they wanted to have, and like Disney's entire vision for all of the things that he had. And by the way, this is like an unscripted, unresearched situation. This is just from my brain. So if anything's incorrect, like please understand that this is just coming from me and my knowledge. We just realized we should probably break it down (laughs) break down disney after we sat here and we were like oh we don't even know where some of these fucking signs are for money that you guys are coming in so then we're like okay we'll we'll break it down but basically he had this vision of creating a place that people adults could feel childlike and have that freedom of a child with their children and that's where the the idea for disney land came from which is in california it's anaheim california Mm -hmm. And that is Disneyland. And it all started from all these cartoons and storylines that he created. And he was just like, and like his imagination was crazy and amazing. And he was like someone that truly like was tuned in with his like inner child and wanting to talk about it, which will lead into a ton of conspiracies and conversations about Walt Disney. But also he was into a lot of, um, I don't want to say research, more of like the land of tomorrow. So think of like Tomorrowland. He's into like futuristic shit. Like yeah. he was always obs- almost obsessive with the future of tomorrow. Yes. And talking about like humans and how humans are evolving. Like mm-hmm. he was, it was almost like he was like a scientist in that way, but not like, you know, legally a scientist, right. but like he like wanted with an art form, like a scientist yes. of the arts or something. Right. Like that's, that's exactly what it was. And so he had these vision visions and they opened up the theme park and the entire part of the theme park was like, you could come with your kids and everybody can experience that like beautiful, nostalgic childhood feeling. And that it was the basis for Disney and Disney built this amazing, huge empire and it was all with, the help of the Disney brothers, but the leading of Walt Disney's life. And a lot of his stories that you hear are also about his life and his upbringing and his like childhood trauma. Like there's a lot that ties in with Mary Poppins and um, that it was a story that came to him and he kind of crossed over with his experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's why we see like these movies that are talking about the creation. And I'm, I'm, I'm not a Disney adult, but I'm always been so intrigued with Disney. Right itself so I've done tons of research I've read tons of books I've watched all the movies that I can and you know basically what it comes down to is that 
whenever he was older, he was dying of cancer. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. And he bought, he went to Florida because he wanted to have another um, park and he wanted it to be bigger and have a lot more of the futuristic um, environments. And he found this big plot of shitty swampland in the center of Florida, Orlando, Mm -hmm. and um, bought like a three cities worth of shit like millions and millions of dollars it's huge and he basically wrote out all of the ideas for the rides and the parks that he wanted there and the communities he wanted to be around it but also that stems from his interest within how do I say this Nazis Mm -hmm. neo-Nazi type of situation the perfect person, the perfect world, the perfect community. And so there's going to be a lot that Morgan talks about with that. But anyways, Walt Disney died before Disney World was able to even break ground. And he, that's why it's named Walt Disney World. And uh, his brothers and the Disney company created Disney World in honor of him and his vision of what he wanted for the Disney company. And we all know we all love Disney and the pieces of it that have always resonated us and with us and raised us, you know, all of us, our parents, so on and so forth. And it's turned into a multi-billion dollar company worldwide taking over everything. I mean, maybe even trillion, trillion, honestly. honest to God. I mean, it owns ABC. It own, They own fucking Star Wars, Marvel, like it's huge, huge. Like I, you can't even put into words how gigantic this is on another end of it. Walt Disney created solely created what we see now for marketing for um, tourism. He created that. So think about the worldwide impact that this had. Yeah. And that's why the conspiracies and the stories that we have for you today are so jaw-dropping and talked about so I hope that was a good intro yeah you just went on a spiel you said it you know I love Disney she is that's why she married a Disney goonie I, I we go to Disney once a year I have since I was four I don't miss we it we used to I don't we miss used it to fuck with Disney hard and then with cheer we'd go every single year yep for the ESPN world yep uh, me too with dance though not with cheer Anyway, I guess so it's time Morgan, to I'm ready break for you it now. down. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so I have my segment actually split into three segments, and Taylor's going to be intertwining Kind of like St. Patty's Day. Yeah, kind of like a St. Patty's Day. So the first topic of my first segment is about abandoned and, I have titled it, Abandoned and Eerie. So first we have the most known abandoned park. Um, if you know Disney, you know about Discovery Island. Mm-hmm. But it is a secret side of Disney World that they don't want you to see. But if you look at a map of the park, everyone's given a map when you get on the... Actually, they don't even have the Disney shuttles anymore from the airport, which is fucked up. Yeah. Well, they do, but you have to like have it through... You have to have a Disney reservation hotel for it to come get you. So fucked up. That's still fucked up. Because you have to Uber fucking 30 minutes. It was an $88 Uber when I went last month. What? Why don't they have their own airport? They probably had at some point or are going to which I'll talk about here in a little (laughs) okay um so if you look at a map of the park that everybody is given in the upper right hand corner um there's a little area called bay lake Mm -hmm. and in the middle of said bay lake there is a little green spot um on the map there's no description of what it is and it is completely off limits to everyone including employees this area is called or formerly called discovery island 
Discovery Island spans across 11 and a half acres. Um, it was a park that opened on April 8th, 1974, under the name Treasure Island as a place to observe wildlife, but more specifically, exotic birds. Mm. When it was given recognition for being a zoological park, it was then renamed Discovery Island. Um, visitors would take a ferry from the shore. They would enjoy a short bro- boat ride across the lake. And once arrived at the island, they would basically walk around and look at the birds. Like, there wasn't much to it. It mm-hmm. wasn't like the big, you know, Magic Kingdom or Epcot that you see. In 1989, um, Disney was actually accused by people for the ethical treatment of animals Ooh. for mistreating the vultures that landed on Discovery Island. Um, Disney confirmed some of them had died, and they died by being captured by their island employees. So, like, I get it, because you have exotic birds. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get it, but, like, what were you doing capturing them with your bare hands? <laughs> But like vultures are fucking everywhere and they're awful. They will attack. So like if right. you're gonna, like we've we've seen Lion King. Uh, we we fucking seen it. And if they fly around like hawks coming to my backyard and my cats are out, I start losing it. I will fucking take a bat to a hawk. I'm not playing with you guys when it comes to my animals. Yeah, birds are a little scary. They're scary as fuck. Um. Anyway, following this allegation, state and federal officials charged Disney with 16 counts of animal cruelty. Holy shit! And all of these charges were dropped, of mm. course. Yeah. Um, but that isn't what brought the end to Discovery Island. Fast forward to exactly 25 years after opening on April 8th, 1999, Discovery Island closed its doors. Disney never officially stated their reasoning behind closing this park. Okay. But many believe that this was largely due to the fact that Animal Kingdom had just opened. Mm. It was a much larger, it was a better park, um, as well as having a way more convenient location than yeah. a little island that just had a couple of exotic birds. Right. Um, So this resulted in poor attendance at Discovery Island. But today, it is abandoned and it is in ruins, completely overrun by nature. What's interesting is that it is heavily guarded, surrounded by Lake Patrol and high-tech cameras. If you're anywhere near Bear Lake, if you're anywhere near Bay Lake, you can be assured that you're being heavily watched. Um, which leaves a question, is there more to this island that Disney is leading on? Mm-hmm. Some people believe that it's the location of Walt Disney's cyrogenically frozen body. Ooh. Many think it's a home to a certain living bacteria that could cause the next pandemic. Great. And others believe that it is a holding place for the sex trafficking that flows through the park. Mm. But those are just conspiracy theories that we'll get to later. On April 30th, 2020, a man snuck onto Discovery Island. Well, I wouldn't say snuck because he claimed he didn't know, but um, (laughs) he showed up at Discovery Island. He vlogged his entire trip and he decided to set up camp until authorities approached him and arrested him. He was then removed from the island and he was banned from all Walt Disney properties for life. Bro, that's a little extensive. Right. He later described it as being a tropical paradise and stated that he had no idea the area was off limits to the public. Just like Discovery Island, its neighbor park called River Country experienced the same fate. River Country was Disney's first water park opened on June 20th, 1976 and was located along the shores of Bay Lake. It was also near Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the park was themed as a rustic, old-fashioned swimming hole. Dope. It had the wilderness theme with rocks and man-made boulders, and they had actually, this is kind of cool, I think, very imagineering of them. Um, They had dammed off the swimming hole from Bay Lake, and they had created their own, like, unique water filtering system 
to use the lake water, keeping it safe and making it like naturally looking artificial lagoon. Yeah. Which That's is kind of so cool, dope. but also end up Guys, people. Disney, hate it, love it, love it. Lo- hate it. Love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. Hate it. Um, anyway, in order to keep the lake from running into the park, the swimming hole sat at a higher level than the lake itself, which is really impressive that the lake isn't running into this freaking swimming hole that is right next to it, right. especially with Florida weather. Yeah. We're talking hurricanes. Literally hurricanes. Like, what's the word? Torrential downpours. Yeah, I was about to say that. Whatever it's called. And it rains like five di- times a day yeah. just randomly exactly um over time there were several deaths at river country between drowning and uh, interestingly enough and um hello a mobibic oh i know what you're saying uh fuck a mobibic infection from the water that affects the brain and ultimately yep. is eating you from the inside aniba um yeah anyway Wait, fuck it <laughs> crazy crime dictionary <laughs> After the openings of Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, River Country shut down on November 2nd, 2001, just two years after the shutdown of Discovery Island. It, too, was reclaimed by nature, rotting, and abandoned. And it is also heavily guarded. But, of course, that doesn't keep the people out. Mm -hmm. Curious explorers have climbed over the large green fence into the abandoned water park to find that the River Country theme music is playing 24-7 on the speaker's full volume any person that has snuck into the abandoned river country has said that the theme music plays on a loop what the fuck what the fuck like a hypnosis situation lights will also automatically turn on because as it seems disney has not shut off the power to this water park and just like discovery island disney has made no comment as to why it was permanently closed which leaves you to wonder with a park that is constantly growing and expanding why would they leave two they're always in fight for land so right. why would they leave two huge pieces of land they got over 20 acres there untouched and abandoned like at least clean it all for the last 20 years make it a freaking parking lot put a restaurant where right. the, where the discovery island or was. another resort so did they shut down river country because it was maybe just a little too close to see what was going on on the island across the bay mm. who knows those are my abandoned places. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love, love it. All right, guys. So I'm going to bring us to the true crime side of this. And Ooh. I'm going to be talking about the Celebration Slayer. Oh, <laughs> shit. So on December 29th, 2019, Chrissy Capilet called the, I was supposed to ask someone how to pronounce this. It's Os- Oskiola. Okay. You know how every place in Florida is just like either the easiest or the hardest to pronounce? <laughs> this is one of those. County Sheriff's Office from her home in Connecticut asking for a welfare check to be performed on her brother's home. Or it's either her brother-in-law's. There's different accounts on this. Um, home in Florida. As she had not been able to get in contact with either Anthony or his wife, Megan, uh, since the day before Christmas. Oh, shit. So this is pretty alarming as it was completely out of character, A, for anyone to do that near the holidays, you know, especially when they have like family. When you're expecting. Yeah. Yeah. And the couple had three kids that they would typically be sending like photos and videos of when they're opening Christmas presents and all the things. Not to mention the fact that the family had just moved. This family of five had just moved to Florida just a few years earlier from Connecticut, leaving all their family behind. 
and they were like the only people that they knew like they knew some people in Florida but like not a ton they weren't like super close with any yeah so in 2017 Anthony his wife Megan and their three kids Alec Tyler and Zoe as well as their dog Breezy sold their home in Colchester Connecticut and moved to Florida they bought a condo in a nearby suburb of Orlando and rented a home in celebration so Celebration Florida is actually a master planned community developed by the Walt Disney Company, which is a part of Walt Disney's experimental prototype community of tomorrow, or as we Epcot. know it today, Epcot. Um, but instead of a park, this was a real life experience. The town is a is has a direct access road that leads you to Main Street USA, as it is technically a Main Street USA extension, and um, which is what the first thing you walk into when you go into um, Magic Kingdom. For those who don't know, and um, it is it has all the same things as a regular town, but everything is owned and operated by walt disney company so like walt disney's uh owns a electricity company and okay. a water thing and that's what they use to do everything for the parks as well as this community and it's, it's crazy like, yeah it's cookie cutter homes it's beautiful disney landscaping ponds street parks walkable town like think 1950s and even even the same exact building layouts as uh main street usa in magic kingdom and there's like no fast food or crazy advertising it's just clean simple peaceful and safe and it was basically built to match like a 1950s version so like again here's something like very controversial with walt disney he wanted everybody to be skinny mm -hmm. and they wanted no fast food because it was making america fat facts yeah so even though it's not wrong, but like we're not here to weight shame anybody. Like <laughs> I'm weight shaming myself. Yeah, You're right, Walt Disney. We we can eat as <laughs> as healthy as we fucking want, and guess what? We're still gonna gain some weight, bitches. So um, the HOA with this town and community is fucking intense. I'm talking regulating the colors of the curtains inside your home, outdoor furniture, color and brand, and all of the things. The length of your grass, they will come around and measure it, and it that. has to be the same type of grass. That Disney uses for their parks the color of the flowers has to be the exact same and it's just a Disney vision town is the best way to explain it so the family's reasoning for relocating is not very specified on any sources I found however we do know that it may have been due to the fact that Megan was diagnosed with Lyme's disease and depression and the weather allegedly played a large role in her symptoms with Lyme's disease, which I don't know anything about Lyme's disease, but, you know, we do know that weather does play a big part of certain diseases. Yeah. But meanwhile, Anthony owned and operated his physical therapy practice in Connecticut. Therefore, he flew back and forth like two to three times a week from Connecticut to Florida to run his business, see his patients, and then spend time with his family. Like That's a lot. A ton of money, a ton of traveling, just a lot. But every like while he did this, the kids and Megan stayed at home and they were all homeschooled. So everything seemed fine until November of 2019 when Anthony's physical therapy practice was placed under investigation for fraudulent charges. And it was due to the fact that he was billing insurers for patients that were like 
literally not coming in for services at all or if they if someone did come in he would add on like four hours worth of services that like never happened and there was this one particular patient that he had added on 36 hours of like patient time and billed the insurance company for it holy shit right and he was being like watched by investigators from it because in the insurance companies were like reporting it because the patients are calling them and like that's not Same true like, that's not true yeah exactly. and it happened to be like a lot at one time so they sent people out there and they were timing how long these particular patients were in there and then would see that he was doing that on purpose so the reason for him doing this was because he was actually having to pay off 20 short-term high interest loans and obviously living over his means so he was just not making the money to live the way that he needed to to like have his family in a different state but like at the same time I'm like why not just fucking open up a practice Move your practice yeah down there it's Florida everybody's old everybody's got problems like you can do it that's why the print business down there is fucking booming still you know (laughs) so in short, he was over $200,000 in debt. Wow. Like a ton. And he's being watched like tight. On November 21st, 2019, he admitted to investigators in an interview that he, everything that he had done and the reasons for how, why he had done it, but he asked them not to tell Megan because he had been hiding their financial struggles because of her diagnosis with Lyme's and depression. So he was sent home and investigators were like, we're not going to arrest you right now. Like we still have to do the investigation, but like, don't, don't flee the country basically. Yeah. He's like, oh no, 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 I'm not. I, I don't want my wife to know about this. So like anything that we can do to make this low key, like let's do it. You know what I mean? Keep it low key. Right. right. Keep the 200. So he goes key. home, he's not arrested and he flew back to celebration to be with his wife, Megan and their three kids. Now 13 year old Alec, 11 year old Tyler and four year old Zoe. So on December 29th, when Chrissy called and was asking for a welfare check, police had gone to both the family's rental in Celebration and their condo that they owned in like a suburb of Orlando. However, when they told Chrissy that she, they called Chrissy back and they were like, no one was home at either places. So we just left. They didn't go inside. Nothing. They knocked and no one answered. So they left. Does that sound like a welfare check? <laughs> exactly. I have on my next note is AKA not a welfare check. Yeah. So on January 6th, Anthony's phone was found at a Starbucks in Sarasota, handed over to police where they called a family member to report it found. And then the couple's neighbor at the condo texted Megan a photo of their front door and it was a ev- eviction notice because they were missing payments on their mortgage like for months. So was, oh, I just bit the shit out of my tongue. <laughs> so sorry. And Megan responded and said, okay, period, like, okay, period thanks like very passive aggressive yeah so on january 9th an fbi agent actually called ocso the serious office that i can't pronounce her name of um searching for anthony todd it's t-o-d-t but i'm thinking that's tot tot yeah yeah so the fbi called this sheriff's office because they're like hey like we have a warrant out for his arrest he was supposed to come like talk to his wife turn his mouth back into us and it's for fraud so you know do you guys know where he's at and they're like no we've been doing welfare checks like we don't know where they're at 
And literally an hour after that FBI agent called in, Chrissy calls back again and says, I need you to do a second welfare check. We still haven't heard from them. It's now a month later and we haven't seen them since Thanksgiving. Like this is worrisome. And they haven't been posting on Facebook, which they typically Megan posted every day. So Mm -hmm. they're like, something's not right. So finally, on the next day, January 10th, two deputies were dispatched to both the family's home at 5 p.m., both of their homes, the condo and the uh, celebration house. And when they get there, they see both of the eviction notices now on both of the homes because they weren't paying their rent to their landlord at the celebration home. And the family's van was found outside um, of the condo. Well, the last time they went and checked on the 9th, it was found outside of the celebration home. So they knew someone had moved it. So officers knock on both doors, look through the windows, yet no one's answering. There's no sign of movement, nothing. So they leave again, a.k.a. again, not a fucking welfare check. So on January 12th, the landlord for the celebration home calls that same sheriff's department and says, like, listen, I need you to go do a welfare check. And when deputies arrived at the celebration home, they found that the van was in the driveway of the celebration home. So it had moved again overnight, meaning someone is doing this and acting like they're not home. So the landlord was actually named Yasmin Dordoy. And they basically said, like, look, I don't give a fuck about the rent payments. I don't give a shit about that. She was like, I'm really worried for these children because on the Facebook which she had been friends with Megan on Facebook, the landlord was. She was like, people are posting on there and like, we haven't heard from them. We haven't heard from their kids. And she was like, and then when they weren't giving me my rent checks, which they typically were on time with always, I was like, something's really wrong. She was like, I don't give a fuck about the rent. I need you to go check on these kids. Yeah. So on January 13th, a special agent for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Sciences requested the aid of two deputies from that same sheriff's department as backup to federal agents who were going to arrest Anthony for health care fraud fraud so the agents had been surveillancing the area searching for him or any sign of him when they noticed that his suv was heading towards their home in celebration and they were following him so they kept eyes on him the entire time and they watched as he entered the home so once they confirmed that he had entered the home they called and got back up so officers arrive at the home and they find that the front door is unlocked for the first time so they enter the family's home the second they open that door an odor rushes out of the home so strong that the agents and officers had to cover their faces and they knew exactly what it was decomp oh my god they called out for anyone in the home which is when anthony began walking down the stairway like struggling like leaning up against the stairs like trying to like slide down like really weird so officers are like okay is anybody else in the home and he's like yeah my wife's upstairs asleep but my kids are at a sleepover so anthony turns to like go back up the stairs but he can't move and he screams for his wife but there's no response so he's like Megan someone needs you and like turns back down and he's like slurring his words now so Anthony is detained and other officers go up to the master bedroom to search for Megan when they open the door they see a body on the bed covered with blankets but the feet were sticking out of the bottom and they were black and blue And it was Megan's body. Oh, my God. Officers called for backup and continued into the room where they found on the other side of the bed a mattress on the ground, two more bodies laying on top of it wrapped in blankets. And they belonged to 14-year-old Alec and 11-year-old Tyler. Officers searched for four-year-old Zoe when she was finally found wrapped in the blankets at the foot of the mattress that was on the ground, as well as their dog Breezy. 
Oh my God. It was obvious that Anthony had been sleeping beside his wife's decaying body in the same room as his children on the floor of the bedroom. Anthony told officers that he had drank two bottles of Benadryl in an attempt to kill himself when he knew that he was being watched. So they rushed him to the hospital and his stomach was pumped. However, after testing, it proved that he had only like taken enough to fall asleep, like one little slug of it. So an autopsy revealed that the family had been killed on either the night of December 23rd or early on the 24th Christmas Eve. Oh my God. Megan, Alec, and Tyler had been drugged before being stabbed to death and Zoe had been drugged before being smothered to death with a plastic bag. Anthony confessed to the killings of his family after attempting to drug them with Benadryl to knock them unconscious. However, it was only enough to make Megan, Alec, and Tyler just tired but it was enough for Zoe to be unconscious. So he was able to smother her, which is how he wanted to kill the others. But he stabbed his wife and two sons to death. Yeah, dude. After I mean, his there's arrest. There's no nice way to do it. You right. just don't do it at all. Just don't fucking do it. Like, like it's as simple as that. Sit, like, oh, sit I there f- and say you have some type of humanity and compassion. Right. Like, I just, I really just, just wanted to kids. smother them. I didn't want to have to stab them. Right. What the fuck? What type of, what type of explanation is that? <laughs> what kind of defense is that? Right. But he's not going to need that as a defense because he rec- recanted his confession saying that he had been drugged. Okay. And he says to investigators, I had been drugged by my wife. He goes on to explain that he and Megan had gotten into a fight on the night of the 23rd and he left the home and went and stayed at the condo that night. When he returned home the next morning, which was Christmas Eve, he found a half eaten blueberry pie on the counter and he went to take a bite of it, but he smelled it first because it looked like it had been left out overnight, which it's a fucking pie. Like, what's the matter? Right. And he said it smelled bad, so he didn't eat it. So then he called out for Megan, who came like tumbling down the stairs, like struggling down the stairs. And she's like talking crazy. And he's like, what the fuck's wrong? And she's like slugging a bottle of Benadryl and says um, that she had a vision that night that the world was about to end. And in order to save her kids souls to be freed, she would have to kill them. And he's like, well, don't. And then she took a knife out of her pocket and stabbed herself like multiple times. And he was like, I couldn't get to her fast enough to make her stop. She was already dead. And they're like, okay, well, why didn't you call 911? He was like, I left my phone at the condo. Okay, well, she had a phone. Right. You had a landline. You got neighbors. Like, you could have called at any point. Yeah. And he was like, no, I just couldn't get to her and I was scared. Bullshit. All right. Dude. Yeah, nice like, try, that's just Anthony. the fucking worst story. Go ahead and go ahead with your like. And so I just what? Wanted she, to she killed her. She stabbed herself. But who stabbed the children? She said she stabbed the children that oh. she failed at drugging them all and she had to stab them. So obviously Anthony fits the mold as a family annihilator. Like we said, like the money, like the all the things, especially with killing the dog. Like typically women family annihilators don't kill the dogs or the animals where the men do. And also like, again, the money issues, like that's just the number one red flag. But to make matters worse is that Anthony's father actually did the same thing to Anthony's mother when Anthony was four years old. So four-year-old Anthony watched a man that his father had hired to shoot his mother in their home come in and shoot her. However, she survived and his dad was like arrested and charged with it. So 
it's just in the bloodline I think well not bloodline but like traumatic I don't mean to say that you know what I mean but like genetic it's just mm-hmm. like that's an argument in itself though it's a real yeah. argument there, that is an argument but also like that had to be traumatic you know so yeah. he's like oh well my dad did it this is just the easiest way to get out of it you know yeah to kill them um but anyways his trial actually begins this next monday on Shut april up. 11th at 9 a.m and today's like we said is april 6th so if there's an update i'll update you once this post so what does he do at the house or what the town do at the house no i i couldn't it's probably couldn't find anything about it they probably are like, it wasn't this one. It was the other one. Well, there's photos of it. Like the address is up and like oh, people okay, like yeah. are standing outside of it and taking pictures and like there's like a memorial in front of it. So I'm really interested to see like what Disney's reaction is to it. But I think they've done a good job at like keeping themselves separate from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? As they should. But um, I'm going to I know you're going to be hearing this in May, but I'll either do an update like in the next episode or like a bonus for it giving you the full update of everything that's going on or I might just like text it out to you guys drop an article in this like comment section if there's already one before but also I just want to let you guys know that he's facing four counts of first degree murder and one count of animal cruelty as he should as he should all right let's hear your part okay we're getting creepy again creepy yeah, creepy yeah, creepy yeah. we are going to be talking about the ghost from the happiest place on earth so our first ghost is actually Mr. Walt Disney himself. Uh-huh. Um, located above the firehouse on Main Street at Disney's California location, um, Disneyland, a.k.a. Disneyland, was a 500-square-foot apartment home to Walt Disney. Oh. As the man behind the magic, Walt Disney wanted a place where he could hide away from the Disney crowds while still overlooking his Disney dream coming to life. Right. Um. As a tribute to him, there is always a light left on at the apartment's front window, but this light wasn't always on, and it's not so much a tribute, but more of like a respect thing, because Walt Disney does not like to be disrespected. According to a cast member who was looking after the apartment one shift, um, she had turned the light off before leaving. However, when she came back later that day, the light was on. She then unplugged the lamp and walked outside, looked up to the window, And you guessed it, the light was on. Oh, my God. She headed back upstairs to shut it off and was startled when she heard her voice say, I'm still here. Uh, No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Actually, actually, you're frozen. You're frozen. Yeah, you're not here. You're frozen. (laughs) Um, Therefore, the light on the window has never been shut off since. Okay, he's like, actually, I just want this on. I need he's to like, fucking I'm see. I'm scared of the dark. He's like, I'm scared of the dark. I'm trying to fucking draw Mickey Mouse right here. Right, and so Disney plays it off as like a tribute, but like the workers say it's not a tribute. It's like a respect thing. Right, and there's one. To spirit. The the one in Main, uh, Main Street USA and Magic Kingdom, that one, that light stays on. That's how you know which one it is. Yeah. Love it. Interesting. Um, and then there's the Pirates of the Caribbean ghost. His <gasps> name is George. Okay, this is kind of crazy. Is this one at Disneyland or Disney? Um, both. World. Oh, both. Okay. But the first part of it is Disney World. Okay, perfect. So while the Pirates of the Caribbean ride was under construction at Disney World, um, there was an alleged accident there when a welder named George was killed. Hmm. Exactly how varies. Um, according to some, he was crushed by a falling beam. Others say that he fell from the, you know, the burning city part of the ride. Yeah. That he was working up above it and he fell from that part of the like city, I guess yeah. you would call it, and died as a result. Mm. Um, but ever since the death of this welder, George, the ride um, has allegedly been plagued with strange occurrences whenever George is disrespected. Him too, like Walt Disney is just like... Respect shit. 
Yeah, it's just respect. Respect. Put some respect on the name. Put some respect on my name. Um, to keep George pleased and respected, cast members are known to start their shift by saying good morning, George, as well as end their shift by saying good night, George. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. <laughs> but the reality of George is in question um, because many believe he doesn't exist. Mm. There was never any report made about a welder dying during construction of the ride. It was all rumors, but we know how that goes. We know the cover-ups. Um, therefore, when people question his validity during the ride, George gets pissed. Oh. It said that if you say out loud, I don't believe in George, or something disrespectful along the lines to George, um, he will stop the ride and cause like huge malfunctions. And you'll be stopped. And that ride's dark. No, that's a scare. And it's cold as shit. And there's water. Yeah. I'm No, thank like you. That. Okay, um, fine. Me and you'll go do it. Yeah, we aren't sure if George is real, but what is real is the real human bones that were used as a prop at the California location. Oh, no. You know about this? Yeah. Um, according to the Disney designers, a fake skeleton, well, that just wasn't real enough for a Disney experience. Of course. Therefore, they got some real ones from the UCLA Medical Center. <laughs> Eventually, people found out and trashed Disney for being so foul and like, you you can't do that. You, like, can't, you literally can't do that. You literally can't put a human on display we literally charge people for messing with bones and shit right you can't do it and they're like no like ucla like donated it yeah but did he donate his life to disney or fucking medical research right exactly yeah. Well, yeah, I did said he, he donate his they, life yeah. as a prop yeah um so eventually it was replaced with a f- the fake skeleton that's there now so maybe if George wasn't the welder who died, maybe he was just the spirit of the skeletal remains that sat propped on the inside of the freaking ride. Yeah, literally. Whose idea was that? I don't know. <laughs> They're immediately fired. I have no, I have no idea. Guys, actually, we're going to, we're really trying to pick it up like we didn't just take an entire day break. 24 hours. I feel like we should probably tell them. Yeah, what's tell going them what on. happened. So it's actually the next day um, <laughs> of us recording the beginning of this. Because we were recording last night and the there's tornado warnings everywhere, right? The sky's freaking yellow, it was orange. psycho. And the power goes out. Out, and, out. And this happens all the time we're together. It never yes. happens when we're not together. No, it, the power never goes out if you're not here. No, and so we always jump up. We're like, we got to get out of this room. Get out of this room. We can't be in the here like room. this. The scary room. Because we were just talking about, about a skeleton ghost. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we jumped up and we're like, I'm, I'm like, where's Logan? I always look for the guys yeah. in a situation like this because I get freaked out in the dark. I don't like the dark. And I'm like, he's hiding. He's going to scare us. Yeah, she already knew. So we were like, well, I was like, well, let's get in the corner of the couch so he can't jump out from us. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know he's not in the front room. So I know he's got to be in the back room and he's crawling on the kitchen floor and the lights come back on and I can see him crawling. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> really? So anyway, the power was out for like probably 45 minutes. I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And then I get home, Taylor texts me, the fucking power is back on. But one, we were so nervous about this record, this recording saving because then we would have to start over again. We just don't have the time. Yeah. And so I, when it came back on, the first thing I did, I was like praying, sitting here. Lo- I was like, Logan, please don't talk to me. He's in here. Did it save? I'm like, get out of the room. And I was like, okay, it saved. You can come back in now. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, okay. yeah, we're trying to pick up. We're like, maybe George is a day Yeah, later. fuck George. What is going on? What's up, George? <laughs> um, there's also a spirit named Mr. One Way. Oh, so Mr. One Way has different versions and is one of the most passed around ghost stories tied to Disney. But all versions agree on two things, what he haunts and where he haunts. Okay, the Space Mountain at Disneyland, California. Oh my God, I'm going to be there at the end of this month. Well, you might see Mr. One Way. I can't wait. Some describe him as a red haired man with a red face. 
But others describe Mr. One Way as a kid dressed in 70s clothing. Okay. I think there's two spirits here, but people just are yeah. like, oh, a ghost of Space Mountain, Mr. One Way. Yeah. And it just has kind of been tied together over over time. Um, the boy version of Mr. One Way talks to people waiting in line uh, uh, for Space Mountain. And we know those lines are four hours long. Right. Um, and he also doesn't know any changes of the park since the 70s. So besides his clothing, they do believe he was a child that passed in the park oh. in the 70s. Oh. Um, the red-haired, red-faced Mr. One Way is a little scarier. Apparently, he doesn't wait in line to get on the ride. Instead, he hangs out on the side of the cart that you would like exit from no, whenever no. the ride's over. <laughs> in Space Mountain, you enter and exit at the same spot. Like mm-hmm. there's not like a exit, you know, 10 feet. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the cart offloads and loads at the same exact spot okay i thought it did too right it's done that forever right yeah the last time i was there we went to a separate place and we got out where like this the monitors were we're really? used to we would walk to the monitors no this well this is one in walt disney world so yeah. this is different i'm assuming but even the one in disney you would if i remember correctly you got off at the same side that's you got what on. i thought so i was there what a month ago if that yeah and it, we got off at a different spot and I was like this is weird where are we at my mom was like Taylor it's normal and I'm like I come here all the time glitch of the matrix yeah it was weird so anyway he enters from the exit area and he approaches the cars and will sit down at any empty seat that he can find it said that he disappears right before you hit the final tunnel at the end of the ride you know the people that are operating are like oh my god leave that back spot please so he's been caught on video uh-uh on security is there camp. pictures there's a video. Let me show you. Yes, I want to see it okay. right now. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Literally, you guys, all prep for season three, we were running into problem after problem. We're talking merch. We're talking the quality of our mics. And instead of focusing on a solution for that, we were dwelling on these problems. And it was creating this mind space for us. I was so negative so and unhealthy. such a funk that we couldn't get out of. Yes. And look, it can be so challenging to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn to find your own solutions, there is no better feeling. And a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small and listen I used to be one of the people who was focusing on my problems but now anybody in my life will be able to tell you that I am an automatic fixer I first off I'm the person you want to be beside an emergency does it ruin our energy yes absolutely you fix the problem every single time every single time but I learned that through practicing with my therapist and finding tactics that can help me think clearly in situations and learn to focus on the solution instead of the problem. Absolutely. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and it's entirely online. So you can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash creepsandcrimes to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash creepsandcrimes. Oh my God, you can see it. And it, he just like walks in and gets in. There's someone on the left-hand side just getting like yeah. already in there. They're just chilling. Like it's so fucking That's weird. Mr. One Way, man. Why he acts he like one he's way? got, you know what he's, at, you know what he acts like? Like he's got the child pass. Really? What's it called? The, um, now it's called Genie Pass, but it used to be called Fast Pass. No, 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 not the Fast Pass. It's like whenever you have a young child with you oh. that wants to ride with both parents yeah or and you do a, a parent swap parent swap child yes. swap That's child swap child yeah. swap yes yes that's yes. what he acts like and he's like i'll just ride with this guy yeah, i'll this get is, in here with you don't worry about this it babe. Is my child now um 
Next is the Haunted Mansion, which is haunted for real at both locations. And it's also said to have some real ghosts, you know, along with their fake ghosts. For starters, in their seance room. You know which room I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Um, On much like, not on, much like Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney engineers felt that a fake spell book would not do the seance room justice. You got me there. You're right. (laughs) Therefore, they located a real 200-year-old spell book. And that was the focal point of the seance room. Guys, I don't think we need a 200-year-old one. Maybe just a new one you bought off Craigslist and no, ran like over a few like times. No, this was like an ancient like, spell book. Guys, that belongs in a museum. What that are you doing? to a real witch. Yeah. Um, workers would find this book falling off the table by itself. No. Um, they'd also watch as pages would flip. And when they would leave their shift to return, there would be a new page open. So it was like opening up to its own pages. Uh-uh. Um, which is kind of crazy because, you know, at the Haunted Mansion, the workers aren't really walking around the no setup area. It's hard know? because it's all different levels and stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Um, there's also said to be a little boy who wanders around the mansion. Workers will hear childlike laughter with no one there. And actually, this boy was captured on a visitor's camera roll. Oh, um, this picture went viral. And she said that there were no younger children that at least 20 people in front of her. And she vividly remembers this because her and her partner were like joking about how Disney is filled with more adults than children. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, look around us. There's not a single child in front of us. Um, anyway, she was in the middle of the ride. Um, she took a picture of the carts in front of her. She used no flash as it's prohibited. Right. And her camera captured the two carts in front of her with a ghostly white face of a young boy who was leaning out of the cart and turned completely around and was looking at her like his head was like hanging off the Fuck cart backwards. No looking at her and it's just this white fucking face uh-uh. um i have to show you this one too, okay show i me. think stop you're kidding me it's so real i hate it i hate it too <laughs> we'll post it yeah we're gonna post it <laughs> that is awful i hate I it i hate us um anyway uh lost my place sorry 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 here i am it is also rumored that ashes of deceased loved ones have been spread throughout the mansion ride even though it too is prohibited so a lot of people take their family members ashes and will spread them along the ride in the haunted mansion because they think that their spirit will like live there forever and they can always come back to disney and y'all are some crazy disney adults so there is tons of cremated remains inside both haunted mansions and they say that like workers will like you know find out once a month and they'll have to go and like sweep it up no i would just say we had to leave it we we can't touch this and that kind of fucked up that's kind of fucked up what is wrong with y'all yeah sorry and also another one that i don't have written down but i have to talk about because i actually saw it today since Uh i was just like you know messing around a little bit later (laughs) um and we all know the creep what's the creepiest ride at disney a small world small world so people seriously believe that the dolls have like minds of their own and workers see and feel like the dolls are moving yeah like they they you know check up on the inside and they'll see that the dolls are in a different spot than they mm-hmm. were before and that they're like heads well i mean their heads move anyway but like it's a little bit more real than it should be well have you heard about the the thing where it was like one time the ride stopped and the music kept going and going and going and going. And people were going like 
losing their fucking like mind. Mental. They were going mental. <laughs> like, get us off the fucking ride. Get and like people are jumping off in the over the intercom. They're like, please stay in your spots. And they're like, turn off the fucking music. Turn yeah. off the fucking. You know what music. else happened there? What? You remember the picture that went viral? Uh, Which one? Inside the ride, um, a person visiting on the boat was taking pictures, and he just like took a picture up above them because. Mm-hmm. <gasps> It was drawing his attention, and there was a doll or a child or a worker hang. that was hanging there Yeah, by its neck. I'll never forget that. I talk about Small World here in a little bit. Na, 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 Stop. Na, na, na. I always hated that ride, but my mom's like, I love it. I'm like, I think it's actually brainwashing us. No, my, my mom and dad always forced us to go on it. Like Mine they were too. like, it's it, this is it was the first ride that my mom ever went on. Like mm-hmm. she really loves it, you know. Well, we go on it this I mean, this had to be when I was a senior in high school, we went with my little sisters for a not so scary Halloween party. Yeah. So we're on it and it wasn't with my dad, it was um with Amy and Emma Scoots. Yeah. And so we're on the ride. And it stops. And we sat there for, I'm not kidding you, 30 minutes. And they turned down the music. Thank God. Thank God. But it was still playing in the back. And I felt crazy. I I was like, I'm getting, you know when you get like so irritated and you don't know why you're so irritated? Like yeah. that type of crazy. And I was losing my mind and we've never ridden it since. I will not get on it. I refuse to get on it. Nothing. I will not do it. It's it's literally the scariest ride at Disney. It is. And it's not even fucking haunted. No. Okay. Well, it ha- might be. Have I, I've only done one story, right? Yeah. Okay. That was your second. So this is my second. All right, guys. So I'm going to be covering Operation March Sadness 2. Oh. Okay. So on March 8th, 2022, a six-day undercover human trafficking slash child predator sting took place in Polk County, Orlando, Florida, called March Operation March Sadness 2, and it ended up leading to the arrest of 108 people in Florida, and four of which worked at Disney. So we all heard about this in the news. It was all over, right? So during this operation, anti-trafficking organizations were on hand to speak with like the prostitutes and the kids that were brought forward in order to that to make sure that they were or were not trafficking victims and offer them the support that they needed. And of the 108 forward Disney employees. So um, I'm going to list these off and talk about what they did. And the first one is 27-year-old Xavier Jackson of Kiasimi, Florida. He had been communicating online and via text with an undercover detective posing as a 14-year-old girl. Um, Jackson was a lifeguard at the Disney's Polynesian Village Resort while texting the undercover detective. He was sending inappropriate, inappropriate photos and videos of himself while at work and at the resort bragging about how his job and he got to hang out with her like and people like that gross yep he was arrested in charge with three counts of harmful material and one count of unlawful communication which i think it should be way more than that but i guess they don't have means to do it um 27 year old shub shubham malov was uh in the u.s on a work visa f- and he was working as a software developer for disney and then there's 24 year old wilkerson uh fidel of Orlando and he worked as a server for four years at the Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland and um, then there was 45 year old Ralph Lease of Winter Garden who worked in IT for Florida um, and I'm mean, for Florida for Disney and all three of Lease, Malav and Fideli or Fidel were arrested for solicitation of a prostitute on Disney Resort too. What the too. fuck? 
Uh-huh. And so I was reading on Reddit, which is, uh, I very much suggest you guys go do because, you know, since it was only four, technically four Disney employees, like there's not, it's, there's not a ton discussing the entire like well, Disney not to side mention of it. that they it's can Disney. afford to censor everything on the internet so you can't find shit anyway so you have to go to Reddit exactly so I go to Reddit right and I and it took me like four forums like digging in through four forums and links within the forums to get to a place that I could read this yeah and it was talking about former employees and they were like I will never take I went once I quit I will never take my fucking kids to Disney everybody that works there has Peter Pan syndrome like are obsessed with children want to be children want to be with children like it's really dangerous yeah which leads me to the second case overall that I'm covering and it is the 2010 murder of Matteo Patrick Giovanditto we're gonna call him Mr. G because that's what they called him so he lived in the same community as the tots okay and he was actually the first person to be murdered in the disney community of celebration the first person ever to be murdered there and this happened in 2010 so that just shows you like how it's been around since who knows how long so they called this area they call celebration this disney neighborhood they call it the bubble because it's like you know controlled you know what it reminds me of and probably for a reason is wandavision yeah that is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that the bubble came out after Marvel mm-hmm. was bought by Disney. Yeah. Very interesting, right? We could talk for hours about this shit. Weird. <laughs> so Patrick was a teacher in Arizona in the 70s at, at a boarding school before moving to Florida in the 80s where he taught social studies at a private Jewish school in Miami. Later, he became the headmaster at a school somewhere else in Florida. And then he began working at Kent Prep in Davie, Florida with ADHD students. Um, and he was known as Mr. G. He was known to be an amazing, fun teacher, always used toys and fun ways of teaching and learning to engage his students, which is why he works so well with ADHD or people, uh, ADHD uh, students or people that had learning disabilities because he was able to engage his students on a different level. And on the weekends, like when he worked, um, like think old, like this this is like 80s type shit. He would take his top students to Disney World, to concerts, to video arcade games, like arcades theaters putt-putting go-karting and the Everglades just like to celebrate them and their success um which obviously is not allowed anymore yeah um he also worked in the big big brother program which is where like young men that don't really have like father figures um are able to like be mentored by these certain teachers and like go over and like spend the night at their houses like come for dinner like crazy shit like that like how 80s is this right you know what I mean yeah exactly fucking illegal um so a few days after Thanksgiving on November 24th 2010 neighbors grew concerned when they noticed that there was no sign of Mr. G and he had not been answering his door and he calls and his car had just like disappeared so his neighbor was actually scheduled to walk his chihuahua Lucy that weekend however Mr. G never gave her a call never left the spare key he typically did like contacted nothing So this is extremely out of character for him because he was an amazing dog owner. Like that was his only family. He didn't have any family. So she was like getting worried. So they like would go over to the house. That's like me not answering anyone. Yeah. Like supposed to come watch. If I was if I knew I was supposed to be watching Ollie. First off, it never would get to the point that it a few days went by. Like Morgan's not answering the phone. Aaron has killed her. (laughs) Aaron has killed her. Yeah. Like you're like, no, my phone's broke. Logan has killed her because he she wouldn't allow Aaron to golf. (laughs) I show up. I show up with the SWAT team and you're just sitting there and your phone's broken. And they're like, oh, ma'am, fuck. 
I'm like, no, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyways, so they ended up reporting him missing. And the police were like, okay, well, did you try the front door? Like when they called the office to report him missing, they're like, um, no. And they're like, well, just go see if it's unlocked. And so they unlocked the, the doors unlocked. So the neighbors walk in, they're like calling around for him. They don't see him anywhere. So they go into the kitchen and they find the lifeless body of Mr. G on the kitchen floor, immediately calling back 911 saying, oh my God, he's dead. So from those who entered the home, it looked as if Mr. G had hit his head, like slammed it on the counter, like maybe passed out or something in his home. And that's what like resulted in his death. But this wasn't an accident. He didn't just slip and fall. Investigators, when they arrived on the scene, knew this because his car had been stolen. He had a shoelace tied around his neck and his body had been covered with a blanket. Oh my God. And he had been bludgeoned to death from the neck down with an axe. Oh my God. So the only thing the people saw were like his head and it was like busted in. No. No. Also missing from the home was a ton of cash, Mr. G's iPad, coins from like this like really big coin collection and the murder weapon was missing so investigators tra- traced the ipad down to a motel that was a few miles away from the home there they found the murder weapon all of the missing items and it had been rented under a na- uh, the name of david israel uh, morello there we go Mur- morello was found in the next few days in saint cloud florida and he was driving mr g's car and arrested for the murder it turns out on the day before Thanksgiving of 2010, 58-year-old Mr. G offered uh, Murillo, who was a homeless man, a young homeless man, he's 28 years old, um, it, some money, some homemade food, and a beer if he would just come wash his car for him. And Murillo was like, yeah, absolutely. So he get, the, and they had like kind of known each other because I guess it was like he would sit outside of the grocery store that he went to they and Mr. G would always often. talk, you know, okay. to him, yeah. like give him some cash. And he was like, well, here, it's raining. Like, I'll cook you a meal. Like, just come over. So he's like, yeah. So they get in the car. He goes home. Murillo washes the black Corvette, comes back inside and uh, goes inside. And Mr. G had like dinner cooked and had them some beers. They sat and they talked for a little while. Okay, and before I move on to this massive, massive, massive trigger warning. Massive. Oh, fuck. Okay? Huge. So proceed with caution. Um, according to Murillo, the next thing he knew, he woke up on Mr. G's bed, and Mr. G was on top of him, sexually assaulting him. Mr. I mean, Murillo immediately began fighting back in his days, so obviously he'd been drugged by something. Um, when Mr. G ran into the kitchen and Murillo caught up to him and slammed his head on the counter, knocking him unconscious before tying his shoelace around his neck, strangling him, and then picking up an axe and bludgeoning him to death. Murillo, still in the days, covered his body with the blanket, stole whatever he could from the home, and fled the scene. Officers were kind of not believing him because of just how weird the situation was until... Many of Mr. G's former students came forward and admitted and accused Mr. G of sexually assaulting them at the sleepovers, on the weekend trips, and after school study study sessions. Yet even still, you ready to get fucking pissed? Marilla was charged with second degree murder and robbery. But he was clearly acting in self-defense. I think he should at least have gotten manslaughter. He had obviously been drugged. Oh my God. Yeah, so... I hate that case. Yeah. I, like, Awful. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Why Why is he having to sit in jail? He was, it was 
I mean, I get like he murdered a guy. I get that. Right. But like he it was in self-defense. Right. Like he and was, then tons of other people came forward. Obviously, Mr. G wasn't a good dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? He was 28 years old. Like this is a gr- that that's I wonder if he drugged everyone else or if they were young enough. Oh, that's Yeah, so cuz the the Mr. G was 58. Yeah. So he and he had been teaching forever. So there's I don't know if he like would drug these kids at the did sleepovers. They, or you may not know this, but did they test his blood? I don't know. I tried to figure it out, but there's not They're a ton not on it because that shit cuz they know it's It's in the bubble. It's yeah. Oh my god. All right, moving on to the conspiracies. I wish of the bubble, but I have none of the bubble. Um, so, of course, with the success that Disney has in the amount of tourists that come across the world to get there and it, the obsession that people have with Disney, it yep. leaves a lot of room for conspiracies oh, to yes. come up behind it. Um, but before we dive into some conspiracies of the park, I'm going to talk about Mr. Walt Disney himself. And we've mentioned this about five times already in this podcast and <laughs> It is one of the most widely known conspiracy theories, and that is that Walt Disney is cyrogenically frozen. Either his head or his body, no one is for sure, but the theory is out there even after years of family members stating that this is simply not true. On December 5th, 1966, the animation legend died from complications of lung cancer, for which he had undergone a surgery just a month prior. Damn. On December 17th, A private funeral was held. His beloved family said that he was then cremated with his ashes spread across the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. But shortly after his death, the rumor that Walt Disney had preserved his body began to circulate. And this was fueled by Disney's fascination with the future, which we kind of talked about this already today. Um, apparently Disney actually had an obsession with death, which was creating an interest in, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, afterlife? No, like syro, cyrogenic, cyronics, oh, like cloning and shit. Cyrogenics. Yeah. yeah. Cyrogenics. Yeah. That's it. Um, he was a sci-fi nerd literally, mm-hmm. and he was obsessed with the technological advances that the future would eventually bring. Um, so that kind of fueled the fire to, his idea of him being frozen and preserved but his daughter came out and stated that this is absolutely bullshit Mm -hmm. that his father was cremated she spread his ashes but disney lovers they just couldn't get past the idea that walt disney wouldn't have imagineered something to bring him back when the technology is there to do so Mm -hmm. also disney was very hush hush on announcing the death of their founder walt disney yes it was delayed to the public which raised even more eyebrows as of now, there is no evidence that it's true. And the only semi-evidence, which I consider real evidence, that Disney was studying cyrogenics. Um, this evidence comes from, sorry, lo- totally lost my Whoa. train right there. Um, the evidence that Disney was studying cyrogenics comes from Bob Nelson. And he was the former president of the Los Angeles-based Cy- Cyronic Society of California. Oh, I have chills all over During my body. an interview with Los Angeles Magazine, this CEO president, Bob Nelson, said, quote, We got a call from Walt Disney Studios asking us how many people had been frozen and what kind of facilities we had and who the medical staff was. This was three months prior to his death. Oh, my God. Walt Disney was a brilliant <clears throat> individual, and I think he was just checking all the bases. So he was in like he was into it, like he was studying it. And he wanted to know more about it. 
And then let's not mention the movie Frozen. Yep. Prior to the movie, if you Google search Walt Disney Frozen, creative images of Walt's head in a cyrogenic chamber would pop up, followed by numerous articles of the conspiracy theory. Well, Disney did a little huge, not a little, a huge PR move. Because when you Google Walt Disney Frozen, you now get images of Elsa and Anna. The OG fairy tale that actually inspired the movie Frozen was actually named the Ice Queen. So why would they name it Frozen? I as a huge fucking PR move. It was a. I I mentioned about how Disney, as a whole, like Disney company, has literally changed the way that advertising, customer service. It is literally the reason why customer service in America is so different than every yeah. other country because of Walt Disney and PR is right behind it. And when I was covering the Chicago. Um, Tylenol murders that you guys haven't heard yet but you will uh, before this comes out is uh that I I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson and Johnson is owned by Disney oh yeah I would not be surprised at all no not not at all baby stuff right up their alley right up their alley do you remember whenever we were kids and it was like you were either a Disney kid or a Nickelodeon kid and you were one or the other because they made it that way. Yeah. They would shit. Nickelodeon would shit on Disney. All the time. And Disney would shit on Nickelodeon. Yep. Very subliminally. Yep. And I remember this one episode of iCarly oh. with the idea that Walt Disney's head was frozen. And I yep. forget what they called him. <sighs> it was like Dalt Wisney. Yeah. It was something weird. Like it was something that you knew it was Walt Disney, but yeah. it was. And his head was frozen. So yeah. like why? I mean, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know what. I feel like 50% of the people in the United States believe that his head, that he is frozen. And the other half are like, are you kidding? I think it's more of like 75% no that his head is frozen. Yeah. This I is, would love to know the stats. I'd love to run a poll. Let's run one we'll on run our one. story. Yeah, well, we're on one today, actually. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it, yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, The next one, the next theory that I have is that Disney is just a giant Illuminati hub. Um, (laughs) They believe that Disney is heavily involved with the group, the Illuminati. If you don't know what that is, then I... You do. We don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. You, you We have a whole episode on it. (laughs) Period. Um, The idea is that Disney was created by Walt as a way, who was a member of the Illuminati, as a way to subliminally and psychologically infiltrate children's minds to promote sexuality as well as promote their occult symbols um, very, like, subconsciously, um, which would allow children to familiarize themselves with it. So there's not much on this, but if you do a Google search of Disney occult symbols or Disney Illuminati, you will find so many images of different movies and TV shows that have subliminal messaging behind it. Mm -hmm. TV is a powerful tool and it is borderline, can be argued, brainwashing Mm -hmm. and mind control, especially for young children who are susceptible to many ideas and who owns the young children marketing on the television. Disney does. Disney. Um, so the idea that the wealthy elite are using Disney as a way to push an agenda of child sexualization is really quite common. And when you first hear of it, you're like, dude, I've watched Disney my entire life. I didn't see anything about the Illuminati. I didn't see any, you know, satanic Mm -hmm. occult symbols in these movies. Like they're princesses, they're, you know, whatever. But if you notice every single princess movie, the parents are either 
dead, mm-hmm. evil, yep, or non-existent, yep. Period. It's so fucked. No one has any type of like parental guidance. In no one's any protecting of any of the women and any of them. No one. It's always women, like damsel in distress. Type a damsel shit. in distress being saved by a man. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you've never noticed, it's not because it's not there it's because you're not looking at it you're looking at the main scene you're looking at what the characters are doing but if you went through a play-by-play or like a stop-by-stop whatever you want to call it and you're pausing the screen you would see behind you that you know something might look like a fucking giant penis and Mm -hmm. um there was one i think it was uh donald duck or something something like that that on the back of the wall he was at the doctor's And the back of the wall was like, you know how you go and get your eyes checked? And you Mm -hmm. close one eye and you read through the letters. That said, ask about the Illuminati. Stop. Swear to God. And and now. And this was like early 2000s that that came out. Right. And they've remastered all of these now and taken out a ton of this shit that people have noticed. So whenever everything on Disney, you know, they're like, oh, we remastered it. You can go back and watch the old ones and you can watch it in this shitty quality that we all grew up and thought was fucking amazing. Right. Yeah. No, I have all of the v like vhs vhs tapes of all of the disney movies i still have them you have them too yeah and i have the dvds so we could be able to one day we should bring it here and, and i also think disney's them. like preparing us somehow by like acting like there's every glitch in the matrix with like movies and stuff is a disney movie yeah they're like no i vividly remember mandela this. effects yeah that's what i meant yeah, the mandela effects like the tinkerbell coming from the castle that's nowhere now nowhere that's crazy in the opening scene. Anyway, Google search Disney occult symbols exposed and you will see exactly what we're talking about. It is fucking actually terrifying. It's you know, terrifying. the Lion King poster, the movie poster. Mm-hmm. You know how it's a sunset and there's a giant lion face. Yep. Cross your fucking eyes and it's a woman's body with a big ass and middle hips. Don't even cross your eyes. Just look. Just look at it. Just the nose look. is literally a woman's ass. Yeah. Crazy. It's Kim K. Um, the next awful conspiracy, sorry, I'm yelling, is actually following off of Taylor's segment on the little sex trafficking she Ooh, just yep. did. Um, many believe that Disney has some type of like underground tunnel throughout both locations where children can be quietly abducted without a peep and without a trace. Now, for me, when you put any type of billion dollar industry and wealthy elite with children, that's just red fucking flags. And there, we already know there's tunnels underneath because right. people have confirmed it. Right. And mm, it's just, red flags. Red fucking flags. And I'm not sure why, but it seems that way. Probably because every fucking wealthy elite man is a creep. Yep. They're all An fucking absolute creeps. creep. And we have Peter Pan syndrome over here. Yeah. So actually, I don't know if you knew this, but the Disney Cruise Lines had ties with Epstein's Island. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? I just know about all the murders. So I've dug into those Reddit holes. And so that's where I've gotten that. Crazy. There is also the huge trafficking ring that was busted by the four Disney yeah. employers. Um, and they also have enough media or my media. I don't know why I can't talk to you guys, probably because I'm just wired after a freaking eight and a half hour shift. I'm here yeah. and I'm just, blah, blah, blah. but Disney has enough money to keep these kinds of things out of the media. Of course, they're not going to be like, bring your kids here. And then the next <laughs> tons of post, abductions, <laughs> tons of, tons of trafficking here. Yeah. Come on, come check out our hidden tunnels underneath Disney for your trafficking. Mm hmm. I don't know. It's so weird, too, the way that they've marketed, like, make a wish or at the end of the Super Bowl, we're going to Disney World. Like, it's it's great marketing. Like, if we're truly talking about marketing, but, like, with all of the things that stem from Disney. Yeah. It's so weird, which we will get into later. 
<laughs> okay, so now I have to ask you the question. Um, do you want me to go into some fun movie conspiracies or do you want me to wait? We're going to save that. We're going to save that? Yeah. Okay. Because surprise. <laughs> surprise. We're going to, we realized that when we were doing this last night, we sat here, we'd pause and we'd talk and we'd go crazy. Remembering on like just like shit. absolute spiels and like there's so much more that we have to tell you guys about so much more and we just we, need a little bit more time to get it together yeah. because everything is fucking censored i'm not even kidding you right and so the next one is going to be more of a conspiracy disney vibe and i will cover like all the deaths in the parks on that next time yeah but it's going to be less of true crime more of just disney conspiracies as an overall so and really a, digging into Walt. Yeah, himself. and we'll talk about all the things. Da, Love you. Bye. Da, 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 da. <laughs>